welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. And you've got a powerful scripture for us. We do, one that we're very familiar with. We love these. I keep running into these do not be afraid scriptures, and I go, oh, we That's quote that. That's because there are 365 of them in the Bible. That's it. Today, January 24th, 4th and 20th, Joshua 10.8. Lots of great ones in Joshua. Joshua 10.8 says, The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. Hallelujah. What a promise. What a promise. Well, have you ever heard, well, let me say this first. Today's call, we're going to talk about your money will tell on you. Mm -mm. Have you ever heard the expression money talks? For most of my life, if money, and I'm saying my life, but really be our lives. If money talked, it'd been saying goodbye, or else I needed a hearing aid. (laughs) However, money does talk, and it will tell on you. Have you ever noticed that many people become uncomfortable when a pastor talks about money? Everyone is happy as long as he talks about grace, mercy, faith, or love. However, when the subject turns to money, some become extremely quiet while others just tune out what he's saying. I asked the Lord, I said, why is it that your children react so negatively when the preacher talks about money? Lord answer, really, it startled me. He said, it's because their money will tell them. Wow. He went on to say that everyone at church is supposed to love him. However, he said that we can never know, that he can never know who really loves him until he spends about 30 minutes looking through their checkbook from the last few years. Only then can we know who really loves him. What I just said may surprise you. But the following verse should make it clear. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew 6, 21. Notice the Lord doesn't say where your heart is. He says your treasure will be there. He says where your treasure is, your heart will be. In other words, your heart or your interest will follow your treasure. If your treasure is in a brand new speedboat, fishing boat, any kind of boat, your heart will follow it until the open lake, sea, or waters. If you put your money in a mobile home, your heart will be on the open road. However, if you regularly put your treasure into the things of God, your heart will also be with Him. Do we serve Him because we're such wonderful people? Or is it because over the years we've kept our treasure invested in Him and His work? Amen. Honey, I know that when you and I made Jesus the Lord of our lives, we committed to tithe and give generous offerings. And no matter what situations we've gone through, we kept that up. How thankful we are that we had the spiritual discernment That's right. to trust God's Word, put our finances to mm. well, into His work. We simply believe God's promise that whatever we, wherever we put our treasure, hearts will follow also. You know, there's misunderstandings about money, as you probably well know. And the majority of the church misunderstands 
what the Word of God teaches about money, but not for those who, well, join Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on a regular basis. That's true. But I was, I was actually just reading early this morning when I was doing my devotion. And, you know, if you look on, if you Google something, I was Googling a pastor, and they just bring up all these negative things, honey. And it's because, I mean, he believes in, you know, that, that God's people should be prosperous. You know, there are a lot of people that mistake thinking money is evil. They just talk about how wealthy he is and how he's, you know, skim people. He's not talking about what he does for the kingdom of God everywhere he goes. But anyway, you know, we've all heard about people try and argue against the biblical message of abundance. But the Bible says that the money, the, the well, they'll say, but the Bible says money is the root of all evil. But the Bible does not say that. It says the love of money yes. is the root of all evil in 1 Timothy 6.10. So God is not against us having money. He just doesn't want money to have us. We need to have our priorities straight. And as we preach daily and everywhere we go, you put God first because he, he, you seek him. He is the important person. Anyway, Prosperity is not what you have. It's what has you. God never wants money to rule our lives. Because if we start to love money, it won't be long before it's our master, making it impossible for us to properly serve God. As the scripture says in Matthew 6, 24, 6, 24, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is, as we taught in other times money. So here's a fact. Money takes on your personality. The truth is that money is neither good nor bad. It simply amplifies what's in the heart of the one who controls it. For example, evil people will spend their money on evil things, while good people will spend their money on good things. There isn't any such thing as good money or bad money. Instead, there are good people with money and evil people with money. Your money never decides how you will spend it. That's right. It buys and accomplishes what you, what each of us, decide. If a gambler or a prostitute were to give an offering to church, well-meaning people might say, the church shouldn't receive gambling money, or God wouldn't be pleased if we received money from prostitutes. Yes, he would. First, it means the gambler, the prostitute, or the drug dealer are now going to church and understanding enough to give. Second, some Christians don't realize that when money comes into the control of a man or woman of God, it stops doing what the previous owner wanted it to do. Once money transfers to an obedient child of God, it starts feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, and preaching the gospel. It begins to accomplish God's purposes. A righteous person's money exalts the things of God and destroys the evil works of the devil. A number of years ago, a millionaire racetrack owner gave Brother Oral Roberts University a large sum of money, over a million dollars. Strangers, strange as it may seem, there were a good, well, there were a number of good people who decided to stop supporting the university because of that gift. They felt the university had done something contrary to the Word of God by receiving racetrack money. 
Now, let us ask you a simple question. Do you really think this so-called racetrack money turned Rob Brother Roberts to professors and the members of the student body into gamblers? Do you really believe its influence started dragging them down to the racetrack each weekend? No, of course not. People don't take on the personality of the money that they receive. The money takes on their personality. Amen. Knowing Brother Roberts and the good people associated with the university, it's safe to say that every cent of the racetrack money went right into the work of the ministry, educating young people and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ throughout the earth. Mm. You know, your money is your life. Many believers argue against prosperity because they don't really understand what money is. Once you know your money takes on your personality, it's easy to understand an even deeper truth. Your money is simply your life. True. And here's the great illustration. After you work 40 hours for your employer, he does not pay you out of the goodness of his heart. He pays you in exchange for the 40 hours of your life. In other words, the amount of money you receive in your paycheck replaces the amount of life you gave to that employer. Or think of this way. You don't purchase an automobile with little slips of paper called money. No, you actually buy it with your life. Well, that is the amount of your life spent earning the money to pay for your automobile. So the same thing is true with your house, your clothing, and everything else you purchase. It all comes through the exchange of your life for money. When you fully understand that your money represents your life, then offering time will become a lot more significant to you. It will no longer be a collection of little slips of paper called money. It will be a time when you, as a child of God, lay down your life in the form of money so that the world can know that Jesus is the Christ and will save. Money is a spiritual subject. Each time you place your tithe or offering into God's work, you're literally giving a portion of your life to God. Your life in the form of money has the ability to accomplish more than for God than you ever really thought possible. Well, that's good, mate. Your money can do more. Scripture tells us that everyone in the body of Christ has a sacred commission to preach the gospel to every creature on planet Earth. Scripture says in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, 28, 19, and 20, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. It'd be impossible to fulfill this command as an individual. You can't personally go into every country in every city. However, you can turn your life into enough surplus money that you can literally preach the gospel all over the planet. If you have enough money, you can fund a missionary journey to Africa while you purchase Christian books and CDs, teaching material for China, all your home, or maybe even all your hometown. You can fund a meeting in the Philippines while you fly a missionary home across the Atlantic. If you have enough money, you can preach Christ through television, radio, internet, and other Christian ministries 24 hours a day on every square foot on planet Earth. Mm. The golden rule of this world 
Most people, don't you know, don't really even know it. But the world operates on the golden rule. They just say it a little differently than we do. The world says whoever controls gold makes the rules. But we want you to understand that the truth in, this truth in that statement, if Christians had control of the money in this world, every television and radio station would be a Christian station. In fact, every amusement park, restaurant, shopping mall, or other endeavors would be Christian enterprises, and they would be bringing the glory to God. The devil, the devil actually knows this, and he works it to his advantage to keep as much money away from you as he possibly can, because he's instituted the anti-prosperity doctrine that seems to permeate so much of the world right now. And a lot of people in the church go for that. If he can keep the church poor, he can keep us from reaching the world for Christ. And that is the long and the short of it. That is exactly what he wants to do. That's right. So, your money I tell on you. Yes, it will. Hallelujah. You know and it's... we can look at a person's checkbook mm -hmm. and tell where their priorities are. That is true. Hallelujah. Join us every morning at 8.30 Eastern for Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. Tell your friends to join us as well. And until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. And have a tremendous Tuesday. Amen. Bye-bye.